Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Down by Law. New episode alert, new episode alert, new episode alert, new episode alert. We are here with Mr. Larry Lavalet. Back outside, back outside, back outside. What's up, sir? How are you doing, Larry? I'm great, sir. Good to see you, man. Thank you for the opportunity, man. Hey, I'm so glad to be back on the air. Um, we have been so, so very busy at the office and I miss this experience. I miss seeing Lee's face, even though he's he's a he's the bane of my existence. Lee, how have you been, sir? Always smile, always a pleasant individual, man. Your wife is so fortunate to have you. Does she know that? And you catch the bills. Some great criminal. Hey man, every black woman needs a black man in their life. Every black woman needs an amazing black man in theirs. If you can't find that, then you guess what? You better get it how you live. I agree. You know what I mean? Love who look, look. I told I have I have daughters, right? And I told my wife, I said, Man, now that I got daughters, I want my daughters to be loved by who loves them. It don't matter. Mm. So what I just said, that's that's ideal, but at the end of the day, what floats your boat and makes you happy is what life is all about. I agree. You are now rocking with Mr. Daryl Andre Gray, a partner at the fantastic, phenomenal, wonderful community serving serving law firm of Wright and Gray, located right here in New Orleans. We are a personal injury law firm. Um, from what I hear, we are, if not the largest, one of the largest owned. Black-owned law firms in the state of Louisiana. It's massive. How crazy is that? Larry, you've been there the whole way. Absolutely. Since day one. Yep. Day one. Day one. You remember we had, we had what, six or seven people? Yes. I witnessed the transition. And, in, and through COVID, we've grown to, I don't know, I think at one point we had like 49 people through COVID. Yeah, COVID. COVID was fuel. Man, how at, crazy at is the that? Firm. You know, they they – and I say they loosely because I don't know who they are. I'm going to act like I don't know who they are. They say we can't do things. They say that we're not as good. They say that, you know, we suffer and we, we struggle with building businesses and hmm. running businesses and being successful in business. Do you agree with that, Ms. Lavin? No, not at all. Not at all. I think, I think if anything, we're the most – we're very dominant when <clears throat> we put our minds to things. Hmm. Like we, it's, it's what's important. If you understand like the trend of certain things you see on social media and in the world, how we gravitate towards it and we make it ours and then we execute it and it becomes a global trend. Imagine that mindset within business, within our community. And when we do it, it's, it's unheard of. Never seen a law firm from the ground up community oriented, progressing, but still keeping the community in front of you and still growing. It's the most important thing. And I can say the same thing for a, a black-owned IT company that has grown by leaps and bounds and servicing some some servicing professional uh, companies, dentists, doctors, lawyers all over the state of Louisiana, which you have built, and I've seen that grow, and I'm so proud of you. I always wanted to say that, and I want to say it on the air so everybody understands before we get into your bio who you are exactly. But I want to, I wanna, before we do that, just really – do a, 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 a real introduction on you. I want to go back to what you just said a little bit, because I think as, as, as black folks, we tend to lose sight of how impactful we are for 
global society in general. Mm. Um, you know, I, I try to I try to equate it. Well, I try to explain how how the world's global and financial markets, global financial markets work. Mm-hmm. So um, you think you think about all these billionaires out here, right? Billionaires, billionaires, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, you know, some of the guys over in Europe, uh, Slim Down in Mexico, all, Carlos Slim Down in Mexico. All of these guys are billionaires. Yeah. With a Warren B. Buffett, billionaires. Yeah. And, you know, that's just the ones you know about. You got you to start thinking about the uh, undisclosed wealth of the people in the Middle East, these, these soldiers no name. And, and, you know, you know the uh, Saudi Arabia guys who, who are kings and, and, you know, Eastern Asia, like Bhutan and these countries, like financially we have to have a clear understanding of what all of that means. Right. So there are billionaires and there are billionaires, billionaires and people who got, you know, goo gobs of money that you could never even imagine. So as a billionaire with all the disposable income, you know, you can set the price on anything mm-hmm. like, we don't understand how the world works in terms of finance. You think, oh, I just need some money. I mean, I need a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars, and I'd be cool. Well, <clears throat> the the value of of black people, black culture, and follow me on this because it's a little difficult. I tell you, I'm, I'm gonna try to move through it quickly. <laughs> Fashion drives mm-hmm. every single financial decision in the world, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm explain why. <clears throat> if I'm a billionaire. And Louis Vuitton makes five things. Mm-hmm. And I want one. Who's in charge of that transaction? Louis Vuitton, right? Absolutely. Louis Vuitton can say, hey, Mr. Billionaire, this thing here that you want, I want $35 million for it. Now, as the billionaire at that point, I can say, well, is it worth $35 billion? And if I want, if thirty five billion is like thirty five dollars to me, I may just buy that just to say that I bought something at one of five or one of one, or one of two, and I paid this much for it. Now I've made Louis Vuitton I one, one of the most <laughs> valuable commodities. Right. It happens so much. We don't understand how. Man, that it happens. And and the crazy thing about that, the crazy thing, and that goes for watches, mm-hmm. everything. Who makes those things cool? Who was just the, who was just the head designer at Louis Vuitton? Uh, Virgil, a black guy. Yeah, yeah, and he's gotten more popular since his death. Everything that he designed once his death was announced sold out in like absolutely all like white. ten minutes. Absolutely. So so genius. so I say all that to say this, bringing it back full circle. We have to understand, respect, and honor the creativity that we use to change the world. We make, we, we are the driving cultural forces that goes from music. Like, you know, come on, who is Virgil? Virgil was a, Virgil was a black hip hop slash hip hop icon. Absolutely. He, he, his, his, his clothing designs were essentially street. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even if you start looking at the music, like if you go to a party in Utah, I can pretty much guarantee you they're going to play some and, you know, some hip hop music in, mm-hmm. in, in one of those parties where there are not many, many black people there. Right. We, we have a very, very powerful connection to how the world works. Now, again, the flip side of that 
and this is what we're going to definitely get into today, I'm glad you're here, is we understand all of that, but do we understand the mechanics of it, mm-hmm. i.e. STEM? Absolutely. The foundation. The foundation. That's the building blocks, right? Absolutely. Like everybody get caught get, gets caught up in uh, <clears throat> cryptocurrency. Oh, cryptocurrency! I need some. I need to. I need to buy some Bitcoin. High thing right now. But guess what? What's the, what's the most valuable part of the cryptocurrency phenomenon? The blockchain technology. Yeah. That's the missing piece that nobody even. People don't, don't even, even understand it. We don't pay attention to that. Nah. The the technology that that allows Bitcoin to be brought into the world, used as a currency. Is what all of these big corporations, all of these billionaires, all of these banking, global banking conglomerates are investing in. They don't Absolutely. care about Bitcoin. They care less. They want the encryption software, the blockchain. It is a revolutionary technolog- technological innovation. Absolutely. It brings the world closer. The, I heard someone say that they, the money, the, the, the monetary side of it is the most minimal aspect of it. The money that people are making off of it is that's, that's nowhere that's, near the concern, right? That's now. the smoke screen. That's why the number fluctuates. So, right. That's why I went from five bucks, six years, you know, four years ago to 32 grand right. per share. Right. I care less about that. That's minuscule in the grand yeah. scheme of things, man. You got me all off subject. No, Larry, you're on point. Larry Lavallee. So glad to have you here. Why don't you introduce yourself? My name is Larry Lavallee. I'm the owner and founder of Junior. Correct. (laughs) I'm the owner and founder of Innovative IT Partners. We're a managed service provider in the industry of IT infrastructure and technology. We started off as True Care Technology 2010. And over this last year, we did a, uh, a name change and a branding upgrade to start focusing more on dental, pharmaceutical, legal, and medical IT. So you said a lot. Kind of said it in English. Yeah, absolutely. What is so, I, what is IT so exactly? It, so the, so information technology. It, it, essentially, your IT guy, the guy that comes and fixes your computer when you uh, your internet is broke and you can't go to Google or get to your Facebook at your office or at your home. Uh, you, you call the IT guys, right? And so we found a way to incorporate that structure into small and medium-sized businesses, and we still do a little residential as well. And so we're essentially your, your IT guys. We're your, we're your solution, technology solution, uh, kind of, not kind of, but one-stop shop technology mm-hmm. solution. So we're not, we, we will not just build your business from the ground up when it comes to your computers, printers, et cetera. We will manage and help grow your business from a technology aspect after the doors are open. We are your CTOs, your chief technology officer. We're your IT guys. We're your consultants. We want to be a technology asset to your business. And, you know, we, like I said, we're going to talk about STEM, but you, you do have a STEM degree. I do. From Grambling University. Right. Grambling State of, University. Grambling State University. Grambling State University. A lot of people don't, don't care for Grambling yeah. because they, they went to Southern, but yeah. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm neutral. It's all HBCU love it. Yeah, right. Exactly. See, you know, you what, know what I'm saying? A positive and I, spin. And I, I, could, the, I could talk two hours about that subject. It, well, about what? About it all being HBCU love at the end of the well, day. Yeah, don't, gonna, don't lose sight of right. we all come from big, HBCU. Larry, we have a lot of big picture conversations. Ooh, and that's, that's another one. We're going to come back and talk about that one because I don't want us to get too far, no, far afield. But, um, you know, as a business owner, the – 
one of the most terrifying aspects of owning a business and, and being, uh, being in, you know, out just out trying to make a way is technology. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people are afraid of technology. Absolutely. But the, but the way technology can hyper hyper fuel your business is undeniable. Mm -hmm. Why do so many people have a fear of technology and, and IT companies? Is it just a just the lack of understanding? I, I think it's it's, so it's a couple of things, right? So, <clears throat> first off, a lot of people don't think they need it. You know, long as your long as your internet's working, your computer's brand new out the box, and you're you're surfing along and doing business, you're good to go. But then, what happens when you do have turmoil throughout your practice, your firm, whatever it may be, right? And so, some people don't even know which way to go. So it's it's so it's first people don't think they need it until they need it. You can't do that. You have to be very proactive, proactive, you know, not reactive to the point where, oh, it's down. Right. Let me tell you how important it is. If a, if so, so dental and legal are our big, biggest clients right now. If, if a dental office lose any internet or access to their uh, on-site server, uh, that doctor cannot see any patients that day until they're back up and running. Right. So you you tell me a revenue killer like your whole day. You lost. you tell me the importance of information technology from a foundational standpoint is if you don't have the support there, your business will shut down for days. Uh, and and we know <clears throat> we know what that what that equates to. So they don't think they need it. They're very fearful of it because it's a, it's it's a trust. It's a trust subject, and so it's. I got this guy in front of my workstation. He could see everything. Right. I have this company in front of my computers. They're in my server. They can see everything. Right. Uh, who is this guy? Which brings me to the point of people have to buy into Larry before they buy into Innovative IT Partners. It's a bond of trust. I'm a reflection of my business. Who is this guy pitching his services and what type of foundation and what type of structure does he have at this company where we can feel trusted enough to let his entire staff in our privacy, in our world, essentially. And so once we're there, uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm very customer oriented. Mm -hmm. I, I love to make clients. I love to speak layman and speak clear. Uh, I don't need to sound like I'm extremely smart in the room. I just need to get the point across right. where you have understanding and that, in, that, that adds on to your trust. Once we're in there, we're going to make sure you can continue to do business as usual by having a technology structure and technology foundation. Uh, and anticipating things that, you know, I think. Yeah, upcoming. Yeah, yeah. COVID has brought along a lot of, a lot of, you know, hacking, mm -hmm. a lot of spam, a lot of malware. I mean, we saw it all during the hype of, you know, the height of the pandemic. You know, everyone was working remotely, and you had companies, unfortunately, taking big hits of ransomware. Um, this is all preventable things that if you if you would have seeked an IT company pre, you would have been in a in a you know in a great position to to prevent that. It's not it's not a hundred percent, but it's it's close. Nothing is a hundred percent. Nothing is. Nothing is down so, by law. Down by law. 504-582-9422. We are live today, Lee, 
on the radio talking to Mr. Larry Leverley. Mr. Larry Leverley owns True Care Technology. Technology. Slash Innovative, slash innovative IT, IT partners. partners. He's he just underwent a branding change. I guess I've been with you so long. I just still right. I still talk about True Care. <laughs> that's the that's the origin. That's Which the you can't origin forget company. that. Yeah, True that's, Care is the man. That's I think what, it needs to be. I think it needs to be like a the transition. Can I just speak on that for a second? Sure. The transition came about when, um, just like any other company, a branding prime example, Facebook Meta. Um, you're going after a different type of business model and, right. and um, you know, view of clients. And so it was time to become that professional, which True Care was, but it was more of a, a residential solution. I was about to say, you just build True Care out as a residential. It was line. a residential solution. It yeah. still somewhat is, and we may do some things with it in the future, but we're doing business as innovative IT partners. And, uh, you know, I just had a vision one night, man, of the name on a building. Mm. And you walking into my lobby and it being a backlit sign behind my front desk receptionist wow. that said Innovative IT Partners, backlit. Man, Larry. And it enthused me. Larry, I'm so, you know, I, I, I get, we don't, talk as, we don't talk as much as I would like to. I get such a thrill out of having conversations with you about business and, and challenging yourself and just being a better, a better man, a better black man, a better father. You know, that's in, in – and how all of that ties back into how you run your business, how you operate, uh, you know, that's that's something that we need to understand as a people because we started talking about, we always talk about generational curses and things of that nature. Right. Like, you know, there, there's a path forward, and the tough part is discovering that path, but it's there. So having conversations with uh, similarly situated people, you know, business owners, and uh, black men who just you know want to be good providers and and take care of their kids and get their kids the opportunities that they that, that they didn't have mm. you know who want who want to just work in the community and just bring all of this all this stuff to fruition that that we need to move to the next level and you and I have these conversations um, often but it's not enough and we need to make sure that not only are we having these conversations but we're bringing in other people mm-hmm. from other walks of life. I agree to talk about what we can do collectively to make things better for, for our children. Um, <clears throat> so I want to get into, and we're going to, we're going to, I want to come back definitely to true care kids, mm-hmm. the not-for-profit uh, organization, but mm-hmm. let's, let's kind of go into STEM and talk about STEM and, and what it is and why it's so important today. All right. So STEM is huge. I, I think, STEM is definitely a missed opportunity, especially in the African-American community. And I think it's very, I think it's very generational driven. I use that word a lot. I use the word generational. I use the word massive a lot. Reason being, I think that's the, uh, to me, it has, it has great meaning beyond what it actually stands for. The reason I'm saying that STEM, most of the time in, in African-American communities, um, you being a computer guy or being enthused about technology is not really a conversation. Oh, that, you're a nerd, yeah. Yeah, That's like you, you're you. you're square, <clears throat> right. you know, and typically you don't get much support because you're not doing the norm of what we see as uh, that could be a, a a good future, a good life, a good life, you know, uh, this guy could be 21, 22 years old uh, or 25 years old, straight out of college, starting an IT company. I, right. like, that was like unheard. That's I never heard that growing up. 
I didn't get enthused about uh, IT until I was in college and didn't realize that everything I was doing at 10, 12, 13 years old was STEM based. Mm. I would take my mom's camcorder that she bought from QVC finger hut. I know y'all remember that, <laughs> you know, mom paying monthly on that thing and, and, and little Larry breaking it up. Right. You know, I'm taking a little square of tapes, popping it in the, in the, uh, in the video recording and putting it on a tripod and filming myself wow. and didn't even realize, but it was something there that mass com, that technology, something there enthused me. I remember my mom, um, I remember going to the grocery store with my mom just so I could pick up the free AOL CD yeah. that was on the counter so we can get internet for free at home by way of a phone line, 56K modem. I'm speaking some language that some people can understand. I'm 36 years old. So when I was doing this, this had to be maybe um, early 2000s, right. right? And so my mother- Hey, you up, said AOL. AOL. My mother ended up getting internet at Cricket Internet Service. I'm, I'm name dropping. And so here I am downloading movies, music on a computer all day long, a gateway computer. See, my mother didn't even realize the seed she was planting. Right. You know, something told her go in debt, buy this computer, (laughs) you know, buy this camcorder. She wanted to have it. Technological investments. Like, come on. you And not even knowing she was putting foundation in place for me for what I do now. But nobody saw it. Nobody realized it, right? And so STEM, that was that was the foundation of that, and I didn't even know it. So by the grace of God, I was kind of positioned to be in front of that. And, you know, fast forward 12, 15 years later, I'm in a position where I'm an IT professional for multiple businesses. STEM is so important to our community. When I started True Care Kids, our non-for-profit, the focus is to lead children, young people of color into a world of STEM. Not just from what they see with me and the way I move and the way I maneuver, but just to unlock something. Right. All our kids know phones. They know social media. They know it. They know Roblox. They know it. We're, they just need to us to take them by the hand. You got to take away the mystery of it, man. It's such, it's such a beautiful thing. And it is the future of everything. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, like we talked about earlier, the, the, the next hundred years is going to be, Oh, it's going to be it, it, the technological advancements that are coming down the pipe are going to be insane. And, and for people who don't understand, who don't know STEM is science, technology, engineering, and, and math. Correct. Like those are the, those are the, 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 the subject matters and the um, disciplines that, make up STEM. And if you don't understand, you know, STEM is, is everything at this point. Like, literally, you know, technology is going to continue to advance. Um, you know, many, many things that we do now as human beings are going to become obsolete. You know, this is the age of technological innovation. And, and, and like I said, advancement, um, think about it, just your everyday life and how much technology you use now that you didn't use 10 years ago. Five years ago. Absolutely. You know, you got yesterday. You got, right. Facebook, social media, um, you know, these, these dating apps, Amazon, you know, and, and COVID really. Man, Amazon. COVID was like, like rocket fuel throwing it on the fire. You know what I mean? Like just, it just, it just hyper. COVID unlocked everything. so much in technology. I want you guys to sit back and think about it today. Think about how your technology world changed once COVID hit. 
Think about what was Zoom. Who was Zoom before we? Right. We don't. Who? What, what was having a remote meeting was something you thought that uh, uh, successful business owners did with overseas right. opportunities. You know, having a remote session in your living room for work, nine to five, Monday through Friday was unheard of. And the, and, and the unfortunate thing, some businesses went under. And the fortunate thing, some businesses thrived. And the ones that adapted technology and used it for the best of their advantage and, and advancement uh, probably have better books financially today Absolutely. that were coming out of it than they did two years ago before COVID. It, it was businesses. You're going to hear so many success stories in the next 10 years, so many movies of companies that almost went under, but then COVID hit. It, so it's an unfortunate, fortunate event. But the, some. But the utilization of technology, if you were, if you were open Right. To be honest, my business thrived during for, COVID. For some, it was a blessing. That's what I was saying. It was saying. a blessing. I mean, you know, <clears throat> and you got to think about it. What 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 COVID has done for us with the with the technology that we had in place that was essentially underutilized, what it has done for us is it's shown that we can change the culture of working in America and the world, for, for that matter, just based upon embracing technology, the technological advancements that are out there now and allowing that innovation to continue to grow. Absolutely. And, and if you if you if you have that mindset and you're always looking to, you know, if as a business owner, one of the one of the challenges that a lot of people face is being stagnant and mm-hmm. being getting complacent and getting, you know, kind of stuck it stuck where you are. But if you're always looking to grow your business, if you, you have amb- ambitious goals that you set on a regular basis and you try to get out here and accomplish these things, you, the, the, the first most fundamental aspect of developing your business that you must look at is what technology is out there to make the job easier and make us more efficient and more profitable. Absolutely. It's so many tools out there that can make your business. I mean, you, you think about this, Odara. You can, you can have an idea at night. And the next day, literally register everything. And with the technology that we have in place, the Office 365s, the Zoom, the this, the that, the Ring Central call, you know, for VoIP services, for phone systems, et cetera. With all the software that's in place, I'm talking about at your fingertips, in front right. of your laptop, right. you can literally be an up and running, successful, thriving, legitimate business within a day. Within a day. Within a day. If, if I had a client consult me and say, <laughs> hey, Larry, I'm start- I had this idea, I'm starting this new business. How fast do you think you can get my IT infrastructure up and running? 24 hours. Wow. That was like unheard of. Wow. But with every, with all these resources that are literally a click of a button, other than hardware, I mean, even cloud computing. Cloud computing is a thing that's coming into fruition that a lot of people are not ready for. So, it, so can I elaborate on that for a second? Sure. So, so imagine, imagine scalability for a business. Imagine... You know, writing gray is in several states and several countries. Which it will be. Absolutely. And it, instead of you having to wait for IT to deploy a laptop to another state, et cetera, to get that new employee or that attorney, et cetera, up and running, I can literally build their entire profile in the cloud system. They can go buy a cheap laptop from Walmart or from the pawn shop or something that they have personally. Mm-hmm. And I can, by the click of a button, deploy their cloud profile to that computer. Yeah, they're all they're online at that point and they're connected to the rest of the, the company's network. In, simply in minutes. 
like that was a technology five, 10 years ago through Active Directory cloud computing that was very expensive. It's super expensive. And, and you had to be a certain type of, you know, engineer. You had to be a certain type of caliber of IT professional to deploy that. Mm-hmm. Now it's available through the transition of technology where any IT professional can pretty much put it in place and deploy it. And so me scaling out writing gray within a couple of days is like such a, you know, such a realistic thing right? that the conversation seems to not be, you know, like kind of fictitious. Yeah. It's not even, it's not even things you need to talk about at this point. You need to talk about the, the logistics in terms of who and what, right. Who and what are they doing? What are That's they, it. What do they need? You know, and you uh, set it all up. Cybersecurity is huge. Right. It's, it's something we don't talk about a lot. Everybody, everybody's, you know, I wouldn't say everybody, but you got the IT guys, you got this, got the geeks. The biggest thing about IT right now, information technology infrastructure is cybersecurity. If I can't protect my client or protect my own business, uh, I mean, you know, they lose it all. They just had a cybersecurity conference here, I think, maybe about a month ago. You know, and I'm going to tell you something else, Larry, because we're on the we're on the front end of this technological uh, age to where, you know, our grandchildren won't even recognize the world that we're living in today. Like they just think, I mean, it's always the case, but right. it's just going to, the advancements are going to be so insane because right now what people are, are really not understanding or focusing on is AI and robotics. Mm, it's massive. How, how that's going to change everything. That, mean, that means that you just, just, I'm going to put it to you like this. Look at car assembly lines and all of those assembly lines used to be, Manned by human beings. Tesla. Not anymore. You got you got robots putting those cars together. Yeah. And that's going to continue to be the uh, trend and the wave because from a business owner's perspective, that makes more economic sense, one. Two, there's more control over the product. You take, you take human error out of, out the, of equation. the equation. Absolutely. So what does that mean for us? We get a more consistent product. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's more predictable. But on the downside of that, jobs go away rapidly. So if your kids are not have, getting, getting into the, 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 the STEM, STEM world, man, <laughs> they're going to be stuck out. And it's and it's everything. I had a conversation with my daughters the other day. I have 11-year-old twins, and uh, we were eating dinner. And they said that um, – they said that uh, – I say, I said, ladies, I said, uh, girls, IT is in everything. I said, STEM is in everything. Math is in everything. I said, no, no, dad, it's, it's, it's not because you still got to read this. You still got to read that. I said, yeah, the, com- the computation of numbers. I mean, you, you, they still got to put things together in order to get that machine to print out those letters. Right. Everything is, everything is, every, the IT should be considered uh, a trade like welding like plumbing, like an electrician. Right. It should be a professional trade that's talked about just as much as it, those topics are talk, talked about. And, and I'm glad you said that because, you know, for me, I always focus on the economics of a situation. Uh, we live in a country where, where it's important to earn a substantial living because the cost of living, and we see that right now with inflation, it's just a rapidly changing thing. And you can't like I don't know you know just look at the ho- the price of houses housing, like buying a house now is 
I've seen some houses <laughs> double in price in the double. last four years. Like, so if and you don't understand, if you don't understand the dollars and cents of the situation, like, right, man, go, just go lay down, <laughs> right. So, I mean, to put it in perspective, you know, <clears throat> you start talking about everybody when we were growing up. Everybody like, yeah, you got to go be a doctor, you got to go be a lawyer, man. Doctors and lawyers don't make money. People think they do, but they really don't not like that. You know, you have to, the, the people, that, if you want to make money, I don't care what industry you're in, you have to be, a, in, in my opinion, you have to be a business owner. Absolutely. You know. Which it's, and correct me if I'm wrong, is, is entrepreneurship taught in in law school? No. It's they don't not, teach you anything about being a lawyer in law school. It's surely not talked about in medical school. Of course not. But everybody wants to be a business owner once they become a doctor, a lawyer. I mean, you want to, some I would say probably want to work for some people and get experience, but most of the time their end goal is to become Larry's medical LLC. You want to be the boss. Absolutely. Because, I mean, the average salary, I think, and I think this is, I think this is not actually the case, but just going to throw a number out there. The average salary is about $140,000 for a lawyer. It may be 175, 184 doctor. So you start talking about taxes. Gonna, that's going to hit you with a huge chunk, right? And then the cost of living. Mm-hmm. You know what do you what kind of lifestyle do you have? So and then you got student loans and things of that nature. Right. All the times that you, you got to pay back. Right. So people don't understand. Like, yeah, you want to push your children into doing something that you feel like is prestigious, mm-hmm. but in actuality, it's a it's a revolving circle of of debt and and you know there's a, a lot man they they it's so much competition out here. You have to, in order for you to rise above the competition, you have to understand technology. Absolutely. You have to you have to understand business, fundamental business principles that most people don't. I was listening to something the other day in, in um, a podcast, and, Lord, and this lawyer was talking about how most lawyers just do not understand business. Like, that's like 80% of them. They don't understand I can believe business. It. Business. Just the business, business in of general. Law. And, and you can't operate. Any kind of if you if you are a practitioner or a professional and you're not running your company or your firm or your medical office like a business, then you're going to consistently hit a hit a glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's all great to have some letters behind your name. But are you making money? So going back to when you start talking <laughs> about plumbers and welders, man, some of these guys are making so much money. Plumbers think are plumber. millionaires. Listen. Do you understand? I, I wish I wish I can find a handful of them and 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 give a uh, a trade conference. Oh man, you know, and just have that. them speak. You have multi-millionaire plumbers and electricians and HVAC professionals. You just don't. They're typically some old man, just you know, because they made their they made their money and they typically pass it down to their kids and they're right. making money, right? But they're not raised to be. Um, it, you know, they're not going to speak in front of a crowd of people and tell them they're a million-dollar plumber. Yeah, they, they're blue-collar, hard-working right. people, but most they, of them. they get them, and I meet them because they start to need – it's typically the second generation is the kids that need IT support. And they understand it, right. too. They understand how it can grow the business. So the dad will be sitting there in the corner like, you With know – With the skills. We, we had to, he has the skill set. He has the skills. He's used to doing everything on paper, a little flip pad, receipt paper, give right. it to the customer – you get get a check, you make your money. The son and the daughter in the office saying, look, Larry, I need you to bring us up to date. We need computers. We need technology. We, we want to do online scheduling. We need know. to get away from Larry at gmail.com to Larry at Larry's plumbing.com. Right. We need a domain. Right. And so me 
speaking to a, a, a you know someone who created his uh, HVAC company and breaking everything down in layman terms. He, he's a little fearful of me because he's who's this guy coming in here trying to change up my business model? Right. But it's needed in order to bring it from the kids to the kids' kids. And they understand that. And so they, they, but you have a lot of successful tradesmen out there who, man, they doing it. Oh man. Cause you're always needed. Any, I I feel like Daryl, any foundational industry of any business, it's a, it's a, it's Uber wealth out there for you. You're an HVAC professional, you're an electrician, you're an IT professional. Um, and you have different levels and different classes of it, but any type of support industry and and you have clientele that rely on you, you have the ability to be a huge asset right, to that business and, and their growth. And, you know, it's, it's all about, like you just said, it, that's, it's almost similar to uh, an IT guy, like, you know, you have these professionals, plumbers, electricians, the HVAC guy. You don't know what's going on with that. You got to have, you got to trust that person. Absolutely. And once, once that brand is established as a trustworthy brand, yes, it explodes. But in order to get that out there, you got to, you have to accept and embrace technology to let everybody know this is, this is who we are. This is how we operate. This is how this is how you're going to be treated. Absolutely. You know, and what happens with that, once you create that bond of trust, you grow your business, your, you know, by reputation and just by the, the advancement of technology being online and things of that nature. And we have to understand as business owners that that's important, like visibility uh, in it, today's day and age. <laughs> like you have to make yourself visible. People you, have to know you out there. Let me tell you something. man. I said something a couple of weeks ago. And I got so many texts. I got so many responses to it. I said, um, you know, we, we in our culture, especially we, we talk about certain things and we, we use certain sayings and jargons and we continue to say it. And it's, uh, you know, I'm moving in silence. Well, you keep moving in silence. You're going to continue to be broke. Correct. If a client doesn't know one thing you're going to know about Larry Lavalley, you probably gonna recognize my last name before you like recognize my first. You're going to know that I fix computers. <laughs> Cause I say it so much all day, this moving in silence culture that we've established throughout social media. And, you know, I'm a big dog. You don't need to see me. You ain't got to that level yet, homie. Sis. I don't even know what that means. You, you moving in silence is something you run. So I'm, I'm true care technology. I'm innovative it partners, but no one knows who I am. What? Because I'm moving in silence. You better get out there and market. Let people know who you are and what you do. Yeah, stand for your brand. Let your brand so stand for you. So I understand the saying. I understand the terminology. But get to that level of business first where you can step back and nobody has to know your name. But your brand speaks on your behalf. Right. Like you have to get to that point first. You can't jump out the gate and say, I want to know what you do so I can patronize you. Sus, bro. Yeah, I, I want to know who I'm doing business. Absolutely. With. People buy me before they buy innovative IT partners. If I, I, I am the first line of introduction when I'm pitching my business to any client. Now, in the future, I'm a, of course, we're going to have people who emulate me and be able to do the same thing. But the principles are still the same. The principles, I tell my team all the time. If you pull my team in here and you put me in another room and you get them to say, what are some things Larry always say? Clients should be able to get that same feeling when Joe Blow is in front of them that they do when Larry's in front of them. That's the type of team we're building, that sense of professionalism and knowledge. 
um, where you feel the same way. But that whole, I want to know what you do, who you are, and if you can be trusted. Because if I could trust you, it's a portion of your business. You're going right. to grow. When you're growing business, you're going to grow in pains. You're going to be firing and hiring people. Absolutely. It happens, right? But for the most part, they see what Larry introduced throughout your entire team. Right. And so uh, I would say my recommendation to any young business owner, any older business owner, if you're starting off and you want people to know who you are, if you're a plumber, let people know you're a plumber. Man, my, my – I go places. My wife's like, please don't bring a business card in. Please <laughs> don't talk to. about IT. Don't you like vacations, saying, baby? Exactly. Right. IT is our. Matter of fact, you take some business cards. Right. <laughs> you go pass them out. And it's been times where she has, and, and we've gotten a call. So I'm thankful for that. But, yeah, man, you know, just let let people know what you do and who you are and how you can become an asset to their business. Larry, how do we get, how do we solve this this uh, disparity with black kids not in the STEM world. How do we fix that? I, you know, I know I know you do your own thing. I've seen it across the country. There's a lot of people out here doing trying to mentor like Mackie, Kevin Calvin yeah, Mackie is yeah, doing an amazing job, job right, absolutely. of helping kids out. Shout out to him. He does. Um what how do we solve it? Like you you're in the industry, you work and you not not only do you work in STEM, but you work in you work with, you know, People that go into the to, to the science field, like doctors right. and all of this. Absolutely, stuff. I think it's exposure, man. It's exposure. It's them. That's why I love to speak with these kids. I love them to see me. Like I love to be in front of them, and they understand. Um, this could be the result. Not to say that I have it all together, because I'm still growing and I'm still bumping my head as I go up this ladder called life. But kids need exposure. Uh, you know, for instance, we did a kids camp last August. We had a lot of our clients assist you guys assist Daryl of course in a major way we're forever grateful for that and we were able to do our first kids camp um, uh, called True Care Kids and we had 17 kids that we exposed to IT technology I exposed them to my clients and they talked about Daryl talked about how he utilizes IT in the law firm in order to uh, to, to assist his business etc and I had a bunch of clients come up right and so I had kids I had parents, we handpicked about 21 kids, 17 showed up. We didn't tell them what it was about. We just told them it was a kid's camp. They didn't know they were getting free computers and exposure to all these things. And kids that I think came just to have something to do left with an, an open mind. A different appreciation. Of technology. Yeah. We have to expose them by getting in front of them and showing that somebody that look, man, it's nothing more powerful than finding somebody who looks like you doing something that you could never imagine. Right. I think about growing up in my small town of Marksville, Louisiana, if I would have saw an IT professional who looked like me growing up, I guarantee you I would have gravitated towards him because as I became older and went to college, that's what got my attention. Right. So imagine seeing that at a younger, I, what I saw, I didn't see many, I didn't see many African-American professionals. I saw a lot of uh, hairstylists, a lot of barbers. Right. Uh, Mainstays you, in our you community. Saw, you saw people that were trying to get into the music industry. Mm -hmm. You saw people that were uh, athletes from, you know, from a little small town who, who came. But what about, what about that lawyer, that doctor, that IT professional? That was unheard of. I right. never heard of that. So exposure to this type of industry, which I think more than ever now is huge because of social media. Because of 
your Roblox, your games, your your, your this and that. Kids want to be. We had a kid in our kids camp. This young nine year old was getting paid by Roblox to build levels. That's insane, man. I'm still in connection with this young man today. You need to be. His mother was like, I could never. I never found anyone who looked like him in this industry that was willing to take him under his wing. I mean, this dude, this little, this little guy gravitated towards me and I gravitated towards him, but he builds, let me say this one more time. He builds roadblock levels, submits it to roadblock and they pay him. They pay him in cash and in Bitcoin, man. That's this is massive. That's so crazy. Like, you know, you started talking about, you started talking about like the lack of resources, the, the obviously the school system that that is like not really serving the that this particular these these disciplines and getting the kids where they need to be and just the the lack of exposure and then for a kid and I don't know his kid's background but if he can do it I'm, I guarantee there are other kids who who aren't getting that same opportunity who aren't who aren't going to true care kids um um camp that mm-hmm. could do the same thing, if not more. But right. they don't. They don't know how to get there. Right. They don't have the opportunities, and that's what that's the problem that we have to solve. And you know, we got we have to. If if you see that your kid is into these games or into you know the technology and the computers and all of that stuff, push them into there. Go find right these these programs and these opportunities for them to engulf themselves in that because the technology is, is rapidly changing and is always advancing and they need to be a part of that growth early on so they can ride the wave I and agree. they they can become the next Zuckerberg or whoever's doing, you know, innovative things, whoever, you know, created Twitter and all these people right. that create all these programs and, and all this stuff. Cause that, if that kid is, is doing this now at nine years old, he's going to create his own roadblock in heartbeat. Yeah. So like that's, it's, it's, that's it's what happening. you want. It's, it's it's crazy, man. Larry, you know, let's let's talk about this too. You know, we we you and I talk a lot about being business owners and, and being black business owners. What what have been some of your biggest challenges that you've mm. dealt with in growing your business? I would say, I would say support. Sometimes, you know, so so in my industry, I I've been doing this eleven years. I don't know of anyone who looks like me within my immediate circle or not even the immediate circle, but very accessible locally that look like me that do this type of work that I can use for mentorship, right? Because it's typically an industry that don't consist of people that look like me. You know, right. when, when they talk to my office manager on the phone or they talk to me on the phone and they don't, I don't think necessarily realize my race color or creed and I show up, it's a little bit of like, Whoa, you know, I didn't know. Are I didn't you, even know they can had. You do this? I didn't even know. I didn't know African Americans in, in in IT even existed. Yeah, I didn't know they. Right? I didn't know y'all on. And so, right. And so, for the first probably ten to fifteen minutes of the meeting, um, I'm I'm overly, I have to be overly enthused about IT and how I'm going to implement this into their business in order to prove that I'm worthy to be there. Right. And so, the biggest thing in my industry is support. It's it's it's. I'll I'll say this, right? Sometime, not in most cases, but I will get the funny looks from people that look like you and I, right? So it's, we need IT. First thing is how expensive you are, which I understand that, you know, every business owner should be aware of how much they're paying the guys to come in and, and service. And then it's, are you truly capable of doing this type of work? 
I've never seen this before. What's the gimmick? What's the scheme? What's the, I do this in my sleep. And the beauty of what I do is that I did it first in my business. So I'm not just an entrepreneur with a, with a bag in the bank and decide to open up a IT firm and I'm just giving orders, but I don't know what I'm talking about. Any, I, any tech professional that works underneath me know that Larry can go there and do the same type of work. So with that being said, I, I'm very overly knowledgeable and I'm always willing to learn and I'm always looking to learn. I'm a seeker of knowledge for the rest of my life. I'll never stop seeking knowledge. And so the biggest challenge I've had within my industry, within my business, has been uh, just support among other people sometimes that look like me. It's like, just give me an opportunity. The ones that have given me opportunity, they're they're fans fans now. (laughs) They're like, and I'm telling them sometimes, like, that's all I needed. Right. I just needed a shot. You know, the, the, the crazy thing about that is that that's not unique to you. I think it's I think it's different because it's as a most IT people think IT they don't they don't think black faces at all but you know even for us as a uh, a large you know majority we're a black owned law firm a lot of people think we're not you know hiring us you're not getting the same quality of legal work that you would get if right. you went hired a, a a white firm right which is completely absurd it's crazy you know we if they only knew if if they only knew <laughs> Like I, I tell people all the time, do you think that my firm got as big as it is by we have a we have almost a whole floor in a tower downtown in New Orleans? Trust me, I know. And how, how do you think you get there by not knowing what you're doing? We are we are the best, and and we are the best because we know that that's one of the challenges we have to face. Like you have to you, overcome you, we the fact that you're black. I cannot put pickles on your burger, <laughs> and you still come back. To my establishment. I got one shot. Right. In most cases, a new client, they're looking at, it's, it's crazy, man. I get hired by the business owner, but it's the people who are under the business owner who are just looking. And most of the time they look like you and I. Right. And they're looking for imperfection. That's so unfortunate. And if, a day, if they find a pickle on the burger, I, I knew it. I knew it was something about it. Hey, and you know, the crazy part about that is, um, Another challenge, I think, and I think you can tell me if you agree with this or not, it's hard to find employees. Oh, man. So the flip side of it is that it's hard for people, it's hard to get hired, and it's hard to find employees. But as black business owners, we tend to hire people that look like us because we want to give them a shot. Like, we're not going to throw your resume oh, away because of what, how you spell your yeah, name. We can have and- a three-hour conversation about that, <laughs> about that topic. You know, but but that's, that's the, like, I, like I, I say all the time, that's the that's the cross that we bear. You have to accept it for what it is, toss it aside, and keep striving for greatness in spite of all of that. You can't get caught up in, you know, oh, my God, it's so hard to run a business because nobody want to hire me or they want to challenge every decision I make as if I'm not a professional, Bro, yeah, as yeah. if I don't have the same degree. You got to continue to get it. You know, like, like I got the same degree as this dude over here. Absolutely. And I actually care about you. I'm actually doing stuff in the community every week. I truly, this that, guy, that person ain't gave a Ain't cent. doing nothing. And when you and he's gonna he's gonna make a decision based upon him versus you. Now that's the kind of stuff that they don't know behind the scenes, but that's what goes on, and that's what we struggle with. Do you think? Question to you, Daryl. Do you think that that? So I'm very optimistic about us. I believe truly in my heart that it's getting better. I truly believe. So people, you say this, you know, of course we hear this saying, "Man, it's so hard doing business with your own people." 
Yeah, I hate to hate him. I, and, and I hear people say that, but I do believe in my heart. I'm very optimistic about our people. Just with a lot of challenges we overcame and a lot of visual, a lot of, lot, lot of people doing well, a lot of black people doing well in this world that you, that you really don't truly know of. Do you feel like it's ultimately getting better where we are starting to patronize each other and we are kind of, well, you know, Joey just opened up this restaurant, give him a chance because I personally am like that with myself and with my family. I make them go to places that are just starting off. And I know it won't be the best experience, but I want to give you an opportunity. Well, we don't, we don't have much time. Like you said, it's a very long question. I mean, very long conversation, but the short answer is yes. I do think it's getting better. Um, I, I, I do think it's getting better, and you know why? Technology. Mm-hmm. I think I think the the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. I think that you know think social media, more. social media, um, the digital space. It allows so much transparency mm-hmm. that we understand that in order for us, like you can't. Nobody's coming to help us mm-hmm. as a mm. people. We have to help ourselves. Mm. Like you gotta, you gotta understand that if you want to have, if you want to be valued and you want to be respected, the first thing you do is re- you gotta look in the mirror and respect yourself. And when you, when you, and and the reverse mirror is looking at black businesses and saying, hey, you know what? That's what I. That's I, I feel like I'm gonna be treated right there. Don't don't go somewhere thinking that somebody is better than uh, the the black alternative just because they're not black. Right. Like you have to understand, like with again with social media and things of that nature, and being transparent, just like we talked about with these plumbers and these tradesmen. You put it out there and let people know how excellent you are at what you do, and then you're able to again grow your business from that and give people the comfort and trust that they know that they they made the right decision by hiring you. Absolutely. So, Larry, we only got a, we only got a, a minute left. So, quickly, why don't you tell everybody about your uh, your summer program and your social media handles and Absolutely. all that stuff? Absolutely. So, we do we we have a kids camp. We do it every August. It's called True Care Kids. Um, we're going to be putting out more information fairly soon for registration. It's a full three day STEM camp. Uh, we get a lot of people that support us, a lot of clients, but it's pretty much exposing all kids. You know, all kids. We want to give kids of color the opportunity and the chance to be a part of it. We're exposing all kids to the world of STEM and information technology and how they could utilize that and grow into that and, and be business professionals in that field one day. So it's, it's Larry at truecarekids.com. It's innovative it is it's Larry at innovative it partners.com social media. That's a, so social media is innovate at uh, Instagram is at innovative it partners and it's at true care kids. All um, right. And, and that, that's how you guys can reach us. But uh, most definitely we'll definitely have you back on. Larry. Oh man, we got guys. You. Thank you for listening to another episode of Down by Law. Look forward to talking to you again. Enjoy the rest of it. Enjoy your wonderful weekend. <laughs>